Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Together. We're back! <laughs> I just really wanted to yell it. <laughs> yeah, we we are excited, if you can't tell. Here in episode two, we're going to go over the National League Divisions preview. But yeah, welcome back. I'm Noah. I'm Brian, and uh, sorry for hurting your ears right there. Um, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of apologize. Please, please continue listening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, on Twitter, you could find us, the nonstop baseball podcast at mm. nonstop BB pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And you could find me at Noah Jensen two seven on Twitter and Instagram. Jets J E N S E N Brian, where can they find you? I'm a fake underscore Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Brian with an I easy enough. Make sure you check out, especially the nonstop BB pod twitter and instagrams because that's where you'll be able to submit your questions for us to answer oh yeah oh yeah so um oh yeah and like just real quick shout out like brian just said submitting questions on twitter i know a few people have been reaching out uh supporting us if you're curious how you can support us just you know interact with things on our social medias or just tell people about the podcast keep listening interact with us and tell other people about it i think that's that's the best way you can support us you got anything brian yeah, man, it was just super dope to see the reaction of the people who listened. We appreciate all of you guys, especially shout out to the uh, Baltimore poo poo doodoos or doodoo poo poos. I yeah. already messed up my own phrase. I hate yeah. myself. Oh! Also, if you just want to send us your credit card information, that's another way you can I support mean, us. We, we won't not approve of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. You see, you see anything fun uh, over a bit in baseball last week that you want to talk about? Anything in spring training specific highlights? I mean, other than the Giants hitting a bunch of home runs, which I just love to see, right? Non-biased baseball reaction at all. Like, would never be biased. But uh, love to see all those home runs. The Yaz one on the 3-1 fastball was dope. But mm. today, I don't know if you saw it. I just saw it on my Twitter a little bit before we started. But Vladdy Jr. hit like oh 115 gosh. mile per hour rocket out of the field. Like, that thing was just a line drive. It was insane. Yeah, I think it, you got to go watch that highlight if you haven't. Because if you've been watching baseball for a long time, you kind of, for the most part, you're able to kind of tell the launch angle off the bat what it's going to be. And it's like, that's definitely a double. But then it just never yeah, falls. Dude. I mean, dude, you saw the swing and you were like, oh, that's like maybe going to the fence. Like that thing was a rocket. Yeah. And then it just kept going. It was like, what is going on? And then uh, did you see the Vanderbilt pitcher? I believe it was... Wider, uh, Kam- wider. No, it was Kamara Rocker though. Oh, had yeah. a comebacker hit at him and he snapped it. It like yeah. would have hit his head. Like, dude, every team was sweating right there, especially who has the number one pick. They were sweating bullets. No, yeah. And then Jack Leiter threw a no hitter. And then just tonight, he had seven or yeah, seven no hit innings with 10 strikeouts and he got pulled. <laughs> dude, th- those guys are ridiculous. Yeah, that one, two is, re- yeah, it's crazy. Like they could be competitive in the MLB as a one-two. Like no I could doubt. see it in five years. Granted, they'll probably never be on the same team until yeah. they're older, at least. But man, it's fun to watch them pitch. Oh yeah. Now I think for me, like you're saying, Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, been fun to watch those highlights. Shohei Otani continuing to be Shohei's been fun. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw it today, but Yo- uh, Yoan Moncada had like a bomb. He was hitting left-handed, and it was just like identical to sort of Ken Griffey Jr like sort of bat drop thing and it was Ooh, I'm just, looking it up right now it was tattooed 
Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I like Yohan Makata. He came up with the Red Sox, right? And got traded over to. Yeah, Chicago. I saw I saw his first uh, major league hit live in Oakland, actually. Dude, yeah, that bat drop was amazing. I mm-hmm. love it. I love everything about that. But yeah, man, I'm a big Yohan Moncada fan. Uh, I didn't really shout him out when we talked about the White Sox last week. But mm. speaking of the White Sox, Eloy Jimenez, it got announced he's out five to six months. What's your like immediate reaction to that? Um, my immediate reaction is sadness for sure. Because I was that was the one guy that I was talking about last week. Just how I just yeah. love the swag, the you know, like as little buttons as possible. <laughs> um, I was ready for a big year. And he could still have a big impact, but I think that really sort of solidifies my standing with the Twins taking the division. I think White Sox still be really competitive, but I can't see them getting the division now. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I I made the last minute change to put them in first place in the division. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to fall on those young guys like the Nick Magicals. I know Yohan Moncada isn't really necessarily a prospect anymore, but we need to see him really step up his game. We need to see uh, Leary Garcia and Luis Robert all take big steps. I really feel like if they're going to have success. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Um, what do you think about the McCullers extension? Five years, 85 mil. You know, I mentioned last week about the Astros that like their whole core is kind of getting old and this might be their last run. Well, this is them keeping one of their guys. He came up through their system, I believe. So it's cool. To, it's always cool to see guys who came up with a team get locked down. I hate seeing players leave because I could just imagine as a Giants fan, like if Buster Posey won his MVP and then I had to watch him walk a year or two after that, I would have been so sad. Do you think it's too much money though? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. Like how old is McCoolers? 27. Yeah, see, so I mean, a pitcher's prime usually is their late 20s, early 30s. So in a theory, he's still just entering his prime. It's a lot of money. I'm not going to say it's not, but I don't hate it. There's definitely worse contracts in the MLB. No, yeah. My initial reaction was that it was too much money just because, I don't know, he hasn't pitched a whole lot, too. He's had a lot of injuries. But then I was looking back at some of the numbers, and, like, when he was on, he was even better than I realized he was, too. Yeah, um, I mean, it's less than $20 million a year. And, like, you guys, you have guys like Garrett Cole getting $40 million. Like, are you telling me, or is it Garrett Cole getting 40 million or is that Bauer? Bauer. Anyways, Bauer. Yeah. Wrong person. But Garrett Cole is close. He's like, I like what? 36, 35. Yeah. Around somewhere there. around there. So like, if you're telling me McCoolers isn't worth half of them, like I'd have an argument about that. So hmm. I, I don't hate the value. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, teams keeping uh, people that they brought up, Salvador Perez, four years, $82 million extension. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. Yeah, that was that was a great one. I think um, I was definitely surprised. That's the biggest contract in Orioles history, too. Yeah, Royals, not Orioles. The Orioles oh, yeah. are the doo doo poo Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a great. Um, I love catchers. I I played catchers little league, so I've just always had a soft spot in my heart for them. And dude, Salvador Perez, when healthy, is a top five catcher in the game. Granted, he's had a lot of health issues the last couple of years, so we haven't really seen that. But I'm really excited to see him get fully back to being himself. Yeah, this is another extension that did surprise me, too, because like you're saying, the health stuff. Um, But then he was just a beast last year. Um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, the Royals had to do it for their fan base, man. They let like they got to the World Series and then Hosmer walked and like 
they weren't able to keep their guys. So it's really promising to show like they're going to be able to keep their guys. If you're like a A's fan or <laughs> does this make you jokes. a little, yeah. Cause I mean, I, the Royals are still a small market team. I mean, they do draw more fans than like the, the A's and stuff like that, but this is still a small market team. Put, I feel bad for the A's man. Yeah. I, I really do. Uh, just things you don't like to see, man. And then I have some of the best news. You want to hear the best news? Yes, give it to me. And if you follow us on Twitter, you may have seen it because I put it on the nonstop BB pod Twitter account. But Joey Panic has made the roster for the (laughs) I love myself some Joe Panic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but Joe Panic was the second thing you said about the Blue Jays. And then the big news today was that he is going to make the roster. (laughs) Don't, don't even lie, though. We knew it. We knew I, it. I knew it. I knew it all the way. That's why yeah. he was the second thing I said, man. I just, I, I believe in my boy Joe Panic. <laughs> so, yeah, you ready to hop into stuff? Yeah, let's roll into it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting. I totally missed that. Yeah. <laughs> We're starting with the National League East. We're going to start off with the Washington Nationals. Man, dude, the Nationals are a weird team because, like, in a sense, they were in the World Series, like, what, a year and a half ago? Like, Yep. It wasn't even that long ago. And now we're talking about them coming off a year where they finished in last place. Um, I <laughs> This is a weird team. They got Kyle Schwarber, which is interesting. Indeed. I mean, he can kind of fill that Bryce Harper role. Not saying he is Bryce Harper, but he provides him that lefty power bat in the corner outfield. Uh, defensively, I don't know if he's anywhere comparable to Bryce Harper, but I think he's not horrible. His arm at least isn't horrible. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And uh, he's definitely improved. Yeah, they got yeah. Josh Bell. Did they have oh, Josh yeah. Bell last year? Or is that No, new? that was yeah, over the offseason. Yeah, so I'm excited about that, man. Uh, Bell, we really need to see him get back to his dominant year. Didn't he kind of struggle last year? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it would be – if you know what? If this team all starts clicking, I could see them getting hot and doing some damage. I don't know. What are you thinking on them? I am – I, I, I like them. They got some stud pitchers if everything stays healthy, like like always. I don't know what's – what's <laughs> where's Strasburg at? I don't even know. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's back to throwing and stuff. But, no, yeah, I am, be like, beyond excited about Josh Bell. I think he's going to do great in this lineup. He has some protection okay. around him now. That's and, true. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention Trey Turner, too. Oh, yeah. Trey Turner wanted just the – he's so underrated, I feel like. Yeah, I love Trey Turner. He's He's so good. Does everything for them. Yeah, also, last uh, week I mentioned about Mike Trout being the only batter in the AL that has a projected OPS over 1,000, and Juan Soto is the only other player in the MLB, his OPS projected right at 1,000. And last time we got a projected OPS right at us around number, we took an over-under on it with Jose Ramirez. So what do you got for uh, 999 OPS over-under for Juan Soto? Dude, that's like... It's like you said, there's only two guys in the whole base league MLB projected to be over a thousand. Mm. I don't know, man. What'd he do last year? It like it's hard to say. Like, oh, no. what did he do last year? Oh, yeah. Year? Yeah, he went oh, off. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, he went off, dude. Yeah. 350 batting average, slugged yeah. almost 700. Yeah. Oh, his OPS was 1,100. Oh. If it was just batting average and slugging, his OPS would have been over a thousand, I believe. Dude. He's only 22, though. That's yeah. insane. Like, that's wild to think about, man. This dude is so good at baseball. 
Dude, his eight man, I got you gotta take the over, right? Give me the over, baby. Yeah, dude. I'm like <laughs> looking at his career project trajectory, there's no way he's under. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, Juan Soto's gonna get an eight hundred billion dollar contract in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, this guy is ridiculous. Like he's gonna he's gonna beat Tatis's contract hundred percent, right? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's he, gonna be like, insane. Tatis had only played 160-something games when he got the contract. Juan Soto's won a World Series, you know? Do you think Juan Soto will sign a contract before he goes into free agency? I think the Nationals are going to try and do everything they can to get him to. Oh, yeah, because he'll be cheaper if they do. Well, yeah, and it's just... Which is weird to say. Yeah. (laughs) Because him being cheaper before hitting free agency will still be the, like, most expensive contract ever. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be... Yeah, it'll be interesting. So now on to the Atlanta Braves. And I think there's a lot of hype in this division for the Mets. And I just want to say, don't count these Braves out. You know, everyone's pushing them aside, but they've won the division three years in a row. They got the reigning MVP. They brought Marcelo Zuna back. They signed Charlie Martin. And, oh, yeah, they got this guy, Ronald Acuna Jr., you know. So, yeah, I'm excited for I think the Braves are going to come out angry and focused this year. What about you? Mad dude, I'm a like talk about last week. I talked about how like I watch individual players more than teams. One of those players is Freddie Freeman. The dude is just an absolute stud. Yeah, he plays like lockdown defense at first and just has such a good swing. Man, like you watch him swing the bat, it's so smooth. I love watching Freddie Freeman bat. But then you add Acuna, Albies, and Ozuna. Man, that lineup is dangerous. They do damage. I don't know. I think one of the young guys. And like Austin Riley or Christian Patch. I'm not sure if I'm saying that. Pache. Pache. Yeah. Um, if one of them step up, this team can do some real damage. Mm-hmm. And the big question I think that lies is like Sirocco. Sirocco, what's going on with like yeah. Siroka? Yeah, because it's just yeah, Achilles injury is always a little scary. Yeah, man. And there's no universal DH, so he's gonna be running the bases. Exactly. <laughs> so like when does he come back? I mean, granted, they still have a really good rotation without him. Like Mm -hmm. Juice Smiley is a super underrated addition because he came to San Francisco last year and just started dominating. No, he did though. Did you look at the stats? No, I know. I know, but it's just funny. I'm just saying having him as your fourth pitcher coming off the year he had. And if Soroka comes back, like Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton, Max Fried, 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 Fried. Fried. (laughs) the German pronunciation. Yeah. So it's uh, a, this rotation can be really nasty. It really can be. Yeah. And I think uh, Max Freed going into the season, uh, being the number one, I think he might, you know, take that confidence feeling like he's the ace and all that. So it'd be exciting to see. I think, yeah, it would be exciting if it definitely helps him. I think we all kind of know Charlie Morton. Like, yeah, check. At the end of the day, like, Charlie Morton's a stud, and I would maybe still consider him the ace, even though I think because he's the veteran, it's almost better to make Max Freed the ace. Yeah, for sure. It's just the confidence. Okay, let's move on to the next team. Next, we got the Philadelphia Phillies. And do you know what? The Phillies went out, got JT Real Muto. They got Bryce Harper. They were all the hype going into last year, and they were just kind of eh. Like, mm. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I I don't know. Is that just me? Like, this team under is underwhelming after the additions they make. 
No, yeah, for two years in a row, too. Like, just two years in a row, it's like, man, this team looks good on paper. I'm excited to see what they do. And then they have some good stretches, but then it's just like they just never do it, you know? Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I'm excited to see what this team – I don't know if I can even say excited, man. Like, I'm excited for Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto. And outside of that, like, I don't know. Is there anything to be excited about with this team? Um, I don't know. Like, I like their one-two in the rotation, Nola and Wheeler. But then back end of the rotation, it's a little scary. Um, hey, man, I'm looking at that lineup. Like, there's names I forgot about. Like, Kutch is on the field. Yeah. And Gregorius. Alex Bohm, does he step up? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, like this I'm, Phillies team should be really good. Yeah, no doubt. Like you got Gregorius. I'm excited for another healthy, hopefully fully healthy season of catch after the ACL tear. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And then they got like Nola and Zach Wheeler. Like this team should be good, but for some reason I can't say they are. Yeah, their bullpen really struggled last year, but they added some real solid arms in that pen. You got Jose Alvarado. Who else did they get? I mean, they see. just got rid of they had they got Tony Watson too, but they just let him walk. They cut him. But yeah, they only got Archie Bradley too. But yeah, that is that is well. Like I, I don't know what they're doing out there, man. <laughs> but yeah, so now on to the talk of the division. I'd say the New York Mets. You thought I was going to say the Marlins? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this team just looks absolutely phenomenal on paper. The lineup yeah. is so deep. They legit have eight guys who, on their best, could put together. Uh, OPS of above 800, you know. In the projected lineup has Jeff McNeil batting six. <laughs> yeah, that's that's whack. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That dude is so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it's just a crazy rotation. He knows they'll get Syndergaard back eventually. I know the Carrasco injury is tough, but they got Joey LaCasey too. I think he'll, he'll yeah, feel I forgot they acquired him. And then Stroman, dude, Jacob deGrom. Man, oh, man. this I'm... rotation went healthy. Yeah, I mean, like, I think even if he has a really good year, he'll go under the radar. But Tyrone Walker is someone that just has really filthy stuff and, like, no one's really talked about. And hopefully he gets a little bit more shine in New York and has a great season. Yeah, man, I feel like he was – he came out as a huge name prospect, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. That, he kind of struggled early on in Seattle, if I have that right. Uh, yeah, he had some good stuff in Seattle too, but he, has, he hasn't – I don't know. Let's see. No, he's been like good pretty much. I mean, 2015, he a little bit, but I mean, nothing horrible. No, I don't think like horrible years. Yeah, I mean, his worst year was a 4.5 ERA. Wow. Yeah, he's been solid, man. Yeah. I see some health concerns between 2018 and 19. He played four games. So that definitely probably contributes to why he's so underrated. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this Mets team. I well, you'll find out how I feel about them later in the predictions for the division. But I think this Mets team is going to go far. Oh yeah, for sure. And it'll be interesting because Pete Alonso. I mean, he's their power hitter, their stud. Uh, he wasn't quite the same last year as his rookie year. So, well, granted, it's hard to take anything for certain. Last year, it was a shortened season. Blah blah blah. But it'll be interesting. I think him bouncing back could hugely affect how good this team is. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Is, is it me again? Am I, am I yeah. asking again? Uh, <laughs> I'm struggling out here, guys. Okay, next we're on to the Miami 
Marlins. And dude, the Marlins came out the gate last year on fire. Like everybody thought bottom five team in the MLB, they're trash, blah, blah, blah. But they came out the gates on fire last year. And and this is for you, Adam. Uh, Shout out Pablo Lopez having a good year last year. <laughs> That's all I got for him. Um, but they got they got some in a lineup full of interesting names. I mean, Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, Jesus Aguilar, Adam Duvall. Like a lot of these guys are just kind of I don't want to say they're forgotten about, but they were kind of just let like they were really good players for their team, and they've all just kind of wandered their way down to Miami. Yeah, no doubt. I got a lot of players that I, I like in real life and also like using on the show, like Corey Dickerson, <laughs> Jesus Aguilar. Um, but yeah, I, I think like it's quality big league at bats throughout the lineup and some exciting pitching, but just not not really enough, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, they still have some young players like Jazz Chisholm. Oh yeah, I'm excited Chisholm. about Jazz. You like Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, you gotta love him. And then, I mean, their rotations got some young players like Pablo Lopez, who had a good year last year, Sixto Sanchez. Sixto. So it'll be very – this Marlins team is one of those that, like, I don't know what to expect. They come up, could come out of the gates hot. They could come out of the gates ice cold. Uh, I mean, they finished, what, second or third in this division last year? Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. So, yeah. But going into our standings predictions, having said all that, I have the Marlins coming in last place. What about you? Yeah, I got the Marlins coming in last place too. Definitely not the worst last place team in baseball, um, but in this division, I got them coming in last. Yeah, I mean, dude, all these teams have superstars, and the Marlins, when I look at their team, just don't really have a superstar. And it's hard to keep up with teams full of superstars when you don't have a superstar. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, for sure. And then, okay. uh, oh, go for it. Go for oh, yeah. And then, um, in fourth place, I've got the Phillies. Um, I'm hope I want the Phillies to do good, they got talent, but they've given me no reason to believe in them <laughs> over the last few years. So, I got them in fourth. What about you? You know, I think the National League is going to be unlike the AL, where a lot of our predictions are a lot more similar. Yeah. Because I also have the Phillies in fourth place. I mean, like I said, the Phillies have the talented players, but there's something about them that's underwhelming, and I just can't compare them to the other three teams in this division. I just I don't think they're as good as them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Yep. So in third place, I have the Washington Nationals. I mean, we're not that long removed from a World Series run by the Nationals. Granted, they lost two or a lot of players from that team, but – I think with Juan Soto and the other stars they have, that team is plenty of good enough to finish in third place. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to find the unmute button for a second. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no doubt. I, I, uh, I agree with that. The nationals, I think they just got a lot of talent that's exciting, but maybe not quite enough to surpass the Braves or Mets, but I think maybe definitely enough to have a shot at getting in the playoffs. Yeah, no, they did. I mean, dude, playoffs are going to be hard to come by. There's only five teams in each league that make the playoffs this year. So there's only two wild cards to play for. And I'm pretty sure we can lock one wild card into the NL West. Yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you have to think about it. If you finish third place in this division, you're not making the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. No, yeah. And it's just, are there enough wins to go around in the division where you're going to be playing, you know, 
the the Nationals or the Phillies, Braves, Mets, and even the Marlins. They're you know they could win seventy something games, you know, easily. So yeah, that I think that's going to be the thing that makes this division hard to get a wild card winner is they don't really have a team to beat up upon, and kind of boost their record. So yeah, yeah I, honestly, if I had to predict now, I don't think there's a wild card coming out of this division. Could yeah, be I think about it, that, but that's a safe call. I think. So oh, going into I don't know. the Braves, yeah, going to second place, if anybody could. I think the Braves have the best chance in this division to make it as a wild card, assuming the Mets win, of course. But I think the Braves could push the Mets for the division. I like I said, I really like this Braves team. I think a lot of it will come down to if Soroka can get healthy. If they can get healthy Soroka back, I think this team can be very dangerous. Yeah, I got the Braves in second as well. Um, though, like you said, I think the Braves they you shouldn't count them out uh for taking this division as well because They've done it the last three years. I think they plan with a chip on their shoulder. They're one win away from the World Series. Everyone's talking about the Mets. I could see them really coming out angry, like I said. Yeah, man. And in first place, I have the New York Mets. I mean, they went out. They got Francisco Lindor. They got these pitchers to fill out the rotation. It, this team should be dominant. I love that their new owner is being aggressive with spending money. He's not afraid to win and spend I think we need to see more teams like that because I think that makes just for the best game. Like it really sucks to see teams just not willing to spend money. Yeah. I got the Mets in first too, obviously. And uh, yeah, I think we've, we've said all we need to say about the Mets, but I just want to say one thing. If you have MLB TV, be sure to tune in the Mets this year. They got a great broadcast team and obviously they got a, a very exciting team to watch. Maybe, maybe I'll turn the Mets on. I, I have a couple teams I want to watch this year though. So I don't know if I'll make it as far to the Mets. I got MLB TV, but I only got the radio version this year oh, yeah. because I work in an office and I could just listen to games all day. I can't really watch them though. Cause I have to be doing my job. Right. <laughs> but so I'm excited to listen to a lot of baseball games this year, find some radio announcers. I like. Yeah. I love tuning into some baseball on the radio. Yup. Okay. Let's move on to the NL central. We got the Chicago Cubs. What do you think about the Chicago Cubs? So, yeah, when I look at the Cubs, I think that this lineup is just really solid. And I, I really like the addition of Jock Peterson. And then uh, Ian Happ is someone that I just always feel like at any point could really start to just break out. Um, and But just like when I look at the pitching, like the rotation isn't like bad, but there's just no dominant arms anywhere. And then the bullpen just straight up has me scared, like – who what is Craig Kimball doing you know <laughs> yeah I mean dude when we look at the Cubs like you look at the rotation they got guys like Jake Arietta, Kyle Hendricks like Shelby Miller even like they're expecting like bounce back seasons when you look at this well Hendricks and has been good Hendricks has been good but yeah, yeah I, I shouldn't say Hendricks but they definitely have their share of veteran pitchers on this team who are there expecting to step up and the lineup, man, like you look at this lineup, they just got Ian Happ, Will Contreras, Wilson Contreras, I mean, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Jock Peterson, Javi Baez, Jason Hayward. Like they got, these guys are, a lot of those were considered superstars, like for multiple years. And it, it just, I don't know, like what's going on with Chris Bryant? Like that's, has anybody fallen like apart faster than Chris Bryant? I am very hopeful for a, a very solid year from Chris Bryant because 2020 was bad, but like 2019, oh 
2019. He 206 last year. <laughs> 30, oh, 34 my. games. It's 34 games. 206. <laughs> yeah, but the year before is oh, no. 282. I, 30 home runs. Yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, we we just really need – I really want to see that Chris Bryant back, man. I love watching Chris Bryant play. Yeah, he just hasn't looked like himself last year especially. No, yeah. I – I don't know. Put me on board for a, a like a very good Chris Bryant year though, this year. I, I'd be super down to see that. I just am not the most hopeful that happens. <laughs> I, I but one thing I must say about this Cubs is I think the lineup is good enough to win the division. Yeah, Which this is, this division is very much up in the air. Yeah, the pitching though, I, I think that at the end of the day will be why the Cubs are unable to win this division. Okay. So next we got the Cincinnati Reds and dude, last year I was a huge Cincinnati Reds fan. I, I don't know what it was. Actually, I know exactly what it was, <laughs> but I, I, I became a huge Trevor Bauer fan last year, which I got to no longer be a Trevor Bauer fan because of, uh, well, we won't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I think this team's good. I mean, they got a lot of talented hitters in this lineup, like the Winker, <laughs> Castellanos, dude, the Wink, Botto. the Wink <laughs> don't stink. Wink. Eugenio Suarez, I know he's a favorite of yours. Oh hell yeah! You got Mike Mustakis. Yeah, the Reds. Uh, I know I mentioned in the first episode that the A's and the Mets are like my main secondary teams, but the Reds are always a team that's kind of been another one of my secondary teams. I got some family in the Ohio area. I just like the look of the Reds uniform. I love Eugenio Suarez. I love Vado, Winker. But yeah, I'm. Last year, I was really high on them, and they made the playoffs, but I just thought they'd be better, and their offense really struggled, especially early, and I think this is a lineup that over 162 is going to put together a good season. Dude, the Reds, just a quick side point, the Reds, like, sleeveless jerseys look insane, dude. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Remember remember when they, like, because it's usually, like, the sleeveless and then the black underneath but then they just yeah. did straight up sleeveless yeah, and that it was, was it yeah. was the funniest game to watch all year they just looked insane i loved it yeah apparently suarez is going to play some shortstop this year and i know he came up as a shortstop but uh i don't think i don't know if he has a shortstop range but he's got a decent glove you know oh we'll we'll talk about people playing other positions later <laughs> by giants but It'll definitely be interesting. I mean, they got some fire coming out of the bullpen in Amir Garrett. I love Oh, Amir yeah. Garrett. And then Doolittle. The, see, Doolittle and Amir Garrett, they're both lefties, but they could not be more different. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doolittle, like, is so smart. Not saying Amir Garrett's not smart, but, like, Amir Garrett, like, comes up to the bullpen, comes out of the bullpen, and he just looks like he's ready to punch someone. Like, it's great. <laughs> and sometimes he does. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, if I was a Reds fan, I'd be hopeful for maybe some noise, you know, a competitive year. Um, like, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't be upset going this year as a Reds fan. By any yeah, means. I mean, they still have Luis Castillo, but they lost their second and arguably, well, Sonny Gray looks to be hurt, not, yeah, he's sidelined with the back injury. Yeah. So Sonny Gray's out. They lost Trevor Bauer. They lost Desclafani. Like, I mean, I know Desclafani's not anything great. Sonny Gray. He's solid. Did, yeah, he's solid. He he's Desclafani was a good number four guy for them. Yeah, definitely. Especially behind Bauer and uh, Sonny Gray. So I, I don't know. I, I have concerns with their starting pitching. Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
Um, but now let's go on to the brew crew. Um, gotta love yeah. Yourself yeah. Brews. Gotta love it. That's where me and Brian met. Little League, we were on the Brewers. Gotta love As, it. Gotta love it. I was throwing, you know, you know, whatever, five inning shut pieces to Brian. He was he was yeah, setting dude. me up behind the plate. He, he was blowing hundred mile per hours real yeah. quick on the zone. I yeah. I only who's would gonna, who's gonna tell us we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I had only I missed a perfect game just because I wanted to drill a guy once. I just threw it, I put it in his back. And it took the perfect game away. No big cool. deal. And that... I was definitely never a lazy catcher. <laughs> okay. I, de- I definitely didn't almost have a perfect game, but that we didn't make uh, the Brewers. Uh, but yeah, back to the Brewers. Another lineup in this division that I just really like the town looking at the lineup, you know, you got uh, Yelich, Hira, Travis Shaw coming back, Jackie Bradley. Um, one one question that, because Lorenzo Kane took, took the year off, he sat out. Mm-hmm. And he's coming back and I'm I'm not 100% sure what he's going to look like this year. Are you confident in Locaine? Uh you know I I'm not putting too much into the spending a year off like obviously it depends if they were working on stuff like I'm a Giants fan. I've said that multiple times but Buster Posey took the year off and he's been he's looked great in spring training so far. I'm not really sure how Lorenzo Cain's looked but I, I don't think Lorenzo Cain will be bad. Like, I don't think he'll do anything different than he normally does. Like, I don't think he's the same player as when he was on the Brewers in his early type part of his tenure or anything like when he was with the Royals. But I think he'll still be serviceable for this lineup because you look at the other names with Yelich specifically, like, I, I don't know how much he really needs to perform. Yeah, also quick uh, correction. Lorenzo Cain started the year sitting out. He played five games last year. So it's not like... He, he, he played, played a lot. Oh, I didn't even know he came back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. I just saw it right now because I was looking back. I was like, because I remember what I was worried about was 2019. He really struggled. Mm-hmm. Then 2020 in the five games, he was solid, but it was only five games. Yeah. Colton Wong is an underrated acquisition by them. Oh, yeah. It moves Kesson here at a first a lot, which is interesting. Improves uh, their defense, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I almost wonder, like, if Colton Wong and Keston here could play third, would they be better than a Travis Shaw at third and put Travis Shaw at first? Travis Shaw is a solid glove. I feel like defensively, I, I don't know. Based on the MLB, the show ratings, Keston here is not the greatest defender. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's literally all I'm going off of there. <laughs> I haven't watched enough Brewers recently to know. I yeah. know Keston here hits pretty well. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I think this, this rotation is kind of sneaky good too. And I'm hoping, uh, sneaky. Yeah. Okay. Sneaky. Okay. Shout out starting nine. You gotta love the sneaky. Okay. Pitching rotations. I think it's definitely better than sneaky. Okay. It's, it's yeah, a no. solid rotation. <laughs> I just wanted to say it <laughs> Dude, Brett Anderson. That dude's been around forever. I feel like dude just straight up doesn't have fun playing baseball, but is a solid pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, dude, good old Brett Anderson. Okay, let's hop on over. Oh, actually, one thing I wanted to say about the Brewers is this, like, defense has potential to be really good. We talked about Kesson here moving from second to first and their infield defense being pretty good. And then you look at their outfielders. Everyone in their starting outfield has won a Golden Glove before. Like, Jackie Bradley, Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich. Like, there's not many teams who could say they have three Golden Glove defenders out in the outfield. Obviously, Yelich isn't the same defender as when he was with Miami, but I still don't think he's that bad. Yeah, I think 
It was more so just like when he won the gold glove, that was a little bit before we were using metrics for fielding as much. Yeah, and, and he was playing yeah. center then, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, I think he was playing some of the corner. He was playing all over, well, I think, in Miami. Yeah, but Stanton and Ozuna was on that team with him, so when they were on yeah, the field, he was playing center. So, I, I don't know. Christian Yelich, he's definitely not the best, but he's definitely not the worst at the same time. And him being your worst outfielder is not bad. Like, Yeah, also – uh, we didn't mention it, but um, like Christian Yelich had a horrible year last year. I am 100% confident he's just going to be normal Christian Yelich this year. What do you think? Yeah, I didn't mention it because I'm not worried about it at all. Like he's a beast. It, you can't take anything last year like as concrete evidence really because, dude, you could show up and have horrible, be horrible for 40 games and then just catch fire for the rest of the season. Like, also, here, let me get the – the numbers in, in front of me right now but um his like what was oh they're loading oh yeah he was in the top like two percent in terms of exit velo and hard hit percentage um yeah that, that's it, gonna happen like, yeah his expected slugging fine. was in the top you know half of the league as well he yeah he, he struggled a little bit obviously striking out a lot more and like i saw swinging at missing and missing at pitches in the zone a little bit more too but yeah he's still hitting the ball hard all year last year he's just got to find the spots and i think he's going to do that this year yeah I'm, I'm not worried about him uh let's move on to the st louis cardinals who made probably i don't know you could argue the biggest move of the offseason but francisco lindor you could argue was bigger anyways both these moves were massive nolan arenado from the rockies to the cardinals I couldn't be more happy about this. Arenado, like, last week I said Kike Hernandez always beats up on the Giants. Dude, Kike Hernandez is nothing compared to Nolan Arenado. <laughs> Nolan Arenado used to destroy the Giants, bro. Like, oh, I'm not – I'm so happy he's out of the division. And, I mean, this Cardinals lineup in general, like, when you have Goldschmidt and Arenado batting back-to-back, like, that's a good situation to be in. Like, I – I don't know about you, but I think almost any team would take that as a one-two punch in your lineup. Yeah. I mean, that's a great back-to-back right there, but like, I mean the best like duo, I think in the division, but not the in best terms of the, for sure. Yeah. In terms of the rest <laughs> of the lineup, like they're like, what uh, is D young their next best hitter? Yeah. I don't know. They're yeah. They're the second worst, I think, lineup yeah. in the in the division I, I have no confidence in d young at all <laughs> yeah um third best hitter yeah and like i think there's the natural tendency is like oh my gosh they got arenado and then also just the name the st louis cardinals you're like oh well they're a playoff team now but i'm not i'm not quite as convinced we'll get to that a little bit later but yeah i mean i'm excited for jack flaherty to hopefully have a nice another solid season in a full 162 and you something some- else to note with them is Miles Mikolas is out indefinitely, I'm seeing here. So that's definitely not great for the Cardinals' projection on the season. Yeah, and then you're relying on Wainwright and then Carlos Martinez, who's been a little bit sporadic as well. Um, Man, Wainwright, dude. Dude's 39. <laughs> he out there, though. Around, he's been around a long time, man. Um, but I think in order for them to be competitive, Dylan Carlson and then Paul DeYoung – at least one or probably both of them need to step up and have a, have a solid year for them. Yeah. You also need a uh, Edmund to like 
do something. He <laughs> <laughs> like, like play baseball this year. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> just just do something. Tommy Edmonds a fun guy though. Let's, let's, <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. <laughs> twenty nineteen. he was solid. Uh, yeah, who's the center fielder I'm thinking of? Oh, Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader's man. That guy. He can't There's, hit to save his life. Yeah, he makes some cool catches though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of players that suck, right, <laughs> let's talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> oh no, you got Josh Bell. Oh wait, never mind. You traded him for like a bag of beans. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember when I said Baltimore would be uh, doo doo poo poo? I, I think I misspoke. <laughs> I, oh I think gosh. that title should belong to the Pirates, man. Like this team is ah. So you're officially crowning <laughs> the Pirates as the kings of the doo doo poo. I feel like I have to. Like at least yeah. the Orioles have Trey Mancini. Like yeah, and they got some solid bats. You know, I, I look at the Pirates and I'm just like, oh, his. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I mean, I guess you could be excited about one player, which I'll let you talk about. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Pirate fan, <laughs> which you can I be... feel bad for you. <laughs> Well, you can be excited about a few things. One, no, <laughs> great, great uniforms. They okay. got great uniforms. They got a I great mean, ballpark. The aesthetics are off the chart. The aesthetics are off the chart in Pittsburgh. Also, the, the skill definitely on the chart. Yeah, definitely, definitely on the bottom of. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely locate this on a chart pretty easily. <laughs> um, it has to do with like the bottom left. Yeah. Area. Yeah. Uh, but Cabrian, Cabrian Hayes, you're going to look, it'll be exciting. Hopefully a big step forward for him. And then um, other than that, you got a, you got Chad cool. And it's cool that his last name is cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So division predictions. <laughs> uh, shocker. Pirates are in last for me. Yeah. They uh, in the basement. Yeah. The pirates are in last for me, but they're in first in terms of uh, ballpark aesthetics. <laughs> okay in fourth place ooh, ooh, i have and you know i'm now that we've talked about it i kind of want to change mine but i kind of want to be different than you yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually gonna keep part of it i'm gonna keep the reds in fourth man i i like the reds a lot i like a lot of their parts of their lineup but with three members of their starting rotation from last year which was a big reason for their success not being in the starting rotation at the beginning of this year, one due to injury, two to free agency. I I, I don't know. I'm worried about their pitching. Yeah, um, contra- controversial one here. I know there might be some gasps. In fourth place, I got the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, like I was saying earlier, when you hear Cardinals, and then especially when you hear Arenado's on the Cardinals, it's just like, well, that's a playoff team. But yeah, the lineup doesn't convince me. The pitching doesn't convince me. They're going to have some fun games to watch for sure. But I think the the Reds and Cubs and obviously the Brewers has just got some talent uh, that surpasses them. Yeah, man. And I have the Cardinals in third place. Uh, I actually, going into this, had the Cardinals in second and the Cubs in third kind of gave away my second place prediction but uh i i was excited about the cardinals right you get Arenado, it's hard not to be excited jack flaherty dude's a stud um i i'm i have my concerns with their lineup though so i decided to put them in third place what about you yeah so in third place i got the reds um like you're saying and i agree that you lost some 
great starting pitching, obviously. But like I was saying earlier, the, the lineup really struggled, especially in the beginning of the year. And I think over 162, this lineup's going to put together a really good year and um, carry the team a little bit. Yeah, man. So since I gave away my second place prediction, I'll go ahead and say mine. In second place, I have the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I mean, I think the Cubs are a good ball club. I really do. I think they have a lot of talent. I mean, they're not that long removed from a playoff run, and they still have a lot of the starters on their team. Like, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them are still there. Uh, I, I'm excited for the Cubs, but they kind of need to figure out what they're doing if they're really going to compete. No, yeah, I got the Cubs in second as well. Um, I think it's a team that could maybe buy for a, a wild card spot, though this is another sort of, obviously, other than the Pirates, <laughs> a deeper division. So um, maybe it'll be a little harder for them to get the wins that they need to. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited for Chris Bryant. I'm excited for Hap, you know, Contreras. Um, and, yeah, I think they'll be have a really solid year. Yeah, man. I, when it comes to the second wild card, because we obviously gave two to the NL West, uh, or I am, I, yeah. and I don't think one's making the other division. So it's either the second-place team here or the third-place team in the NL West. I'm probably likely to lean with the second-place team here. So yeah. I have it with the Cubs making the playoffs. Uh, and first, obviously, the only team left is the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm excited about the defensive potential of this team, and you combine that with their offensive talent and the pitching they have, I think it's, I think they're the best bet for first place. Yeah, me too. I like the pitching. Yelich is going to be a beast this year. And you're talking about outfield defense. Like, hey, you got JBJ and Lorenzo Cain, two of the greatest home run robbery artists in the history of baseball. Oh, you know, this could be a fun outfield to watch. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah. I would love to see them both rob a home run in one game. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. I wouldn't put okay. it past them. Yeah. So next up, we're going to move on to the NL West. And man, we're going to start with all the hype, right? I, I don't think there's a team entering this year that has more hype. Yeah. Than this San Diego Padres. Like, You're not wrong. Dude, they came off last year screaming hot. And I mean, I know Tatis was already kind of around, but Tatis took a big step forward last year and yeah, just dominated. No we did see him get that weird injury in spring training, but I think he'll be all right. I'm not too concerned about that. And I mean, they just got some guys who just Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, like these guys can hit, man. I, Tommy Pham, he's another one. But see, the craziest part to me is the Padres went out this offseason and they invested in pitching. Like their starting rotation with the additions of Hugh Darvish and Blake Snell, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Mean? Yeah, that's that's wild you know just you know you darvish blake snell joe musgrove uh denelson lament i don't see him right here is he injured or something i don't know uh he just pitched against the giants yeah i don't know but he don't only know pitched why. one he only pitched one inning and they pulled him maybe they're gonna try him in the bullpen or something i'm not sure i, don't know. I think that's a bad move if they're gonna try him in the bullpen. yeah because the guy they have as their fifth starter adrian mora morahan how do you say that last name morahan yeah, anyways, uh, the Giants beat him up when he came in the game for uh, <laughs> Lamette, so. Oh, Lamette, yeah, Lamette will begin this season on the IL, but he's, oh, okay. but yeah, he's projected with 121 innings pitch, so I don't yeah, think it'll be out too long. back soon. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, you basically, Chris Paddock, who was all the talk of the town, is now going to be like <laughs> your four or five guy, you know? Yeah, that's ridiculous, and he's nasty, dude. Yeah, he's a ridiculous changeup. 
Yeah. So it's, it's going to be, you know, if you're looking for a West coast team on MLB TV, I mean, there's a lot of good options, uh, but uh, um, especially uh, like, Padres. <laughs> but yeah, when you throw in the, uh, you mix in the commentary crew as well. I know. Yeah. There's a lot of good commentary crews out West, but Padres got a good one too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we got the Arizona Diamondbacks. What do you feel in with the D-backs? Yeah, for whatever reason, I mean, there's like a, I feel like there's a lot of teams in the NL that I just like, yeah, I kind of like rooting for them. D-backs have always been a team that I've enjoyed rooting for. No, they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think they have some exciting, solid players, you know, obviously probably headlined by Cattell Marte. But then they got Eduardo Escobar, David Peralta. And then I think maybe most excited, though, he freaking got injured, getting jammed, swinging the bat, was Zach Gallon. And my big question was, like, you know, you got you got the name Mad Bum uh, coming off of a rough year. Um, and then you got the stud youngster, Zach Gallon. Would you have considered going Zach Gallon over Mad Bum opening day if – Zach Gallon didn't fracture his arm. You know, the way I look at it is they very recently gave Mad Bum that big contract. And I don't necessarily think it would look good giving him the number two. I think Zach Gallon would have had a better season. Obviously, we're not going to see him anytime soon. Um, it may it, not be too long. To may not be too long, but... Because it, it, it wasn't a ligament. It was just a hairline fracture. They're really confident. But, yeah. Yeah, still, that's that's a rough thing to go through. I really hope Mad Bum bounces back. He did not look like himself last year. Uh, I, this lineup, I mean, they have some names, like obviously Eduardo Escobar, David Peralta. Like, those guys can hit. I, I just, I'm not very excited about this team outside of Cattell Marte and Mad Bum. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I like some of their offensive talent. And then I'm, I'm hoping Luke Weaver um, puts together a good year as well. Uh, but yeah, they're not going to be doing anything yeah. crazy. I think my biggest issue with the Diamondbacks is like over the years, they've always had a pretty good offense. They've just never really been able to put stud pitching that was consistent around their offense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Granky gallon, but then, uh, yeah. But it, it was always like, maybe they had one or two guys. They just, they've never had like a complete rotation. I feel like. Yeah, and then Robbie Ray he had that one good year, but then it was hard for him to find. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Okay, let's move on to the next team. We're gonna move on to the. Uh, <laughs> that was probably horrible to hear, but <laughs> we're gonna move on Indeed. to the San Francisco Giants. Not biased at all. I'm excited for this Giants team, if you couldn't tell. And I, I should like begin my excitement with the fact, like I don't even know if this team's gonna go 500. <laughs> there, there, there's a high chance they're under 500. But saying that, the Giants are going to be one of the most frustrating teams to play against, especially with the addition of Tommy LaStella. This Giants team is going to be out there to take a lot of pitches. Like, you have Yastrzemski, who is coming off a year where he was in the MVP run. He finished in the top 10 of voting, which you love to see. And uh, thank you, Baltimore doo-doo poo-poos for <laughs> – you want to know the trade we acquired, Tom – Tommy, what the? Tommy <laughs> we traded Tyler Herb for Mike Yastrzemski. Oh, the Herb man. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a horrible pun. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, talk about fleecing the Baltimore doo doo poopoos. Um, well, and I don't do the doo doo poopoos anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe <laughs> I'll get over it one day. Mm-hmm. But this team's going to take a lot of pitches. They're going to frustrate opposing pitchers. Uh, they brought in a lot of their rotation is kind of interesting. Like, do you know the Giants' starting rotation? Um, I just have it in front of me. I remember you were saying Discofani, Gosman, and then Cueto. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Alex Wood. But then, yeah. yeah. So what's crazy looking at this rotation is Logan Webb is not listed. Mm-hmm. Logan Webb pitched 11 innings in spring training, and he has like 18 strikeouts over those 11 innings. Yeah, and then Aaron Sanchez struggled, has struggled, right? Yes, he hasn't been great. Alex Wood hasn't been healthy. I think Alex Wood's not even playing right now. So likely you're going to see Logan Webb in there with Aaron Sanchez also being the number five guy. Uh, I, Kevin Gosman's our starter. And do you know, Kevin Gosman was great last year when the Giants brought him in. The Giants have really focused on having their starting pitchers throw their best pitch a lot. So for Gosman, that was his splitter. So he threw more splitters than any other pitch last year. And that's kind of why Drew Smiley pitched really good last year for the Giants because he was focusing on his breaking pitches more. So it'll be interesting what they do with Descofani, Wood, and Sanchez, see if they can get anything out of those guys. I'm excited for them. But at the end of the day, I think what matters the most about this team is what Mauricio Dubon does. Because at the end of the day, he's their starting center fielder and he's their best their second best shortstop and their second best third baseman defensively. And this team doesn't really have a true backup shortstop. So that is interesting. I think they said they're going to acquire one, but what are you thinking about the giants? Yeah. Well, one thing that I just thought of right now, didn't even have my notes is like Gosman was one guy that in the Orioles going up the Red Sox a lot. Yeah. I think he had like one really good year at the Orioles, but other than that, he's struggling. And just like, every time I watched him, I was like, why isn't this guy good? You know? Like, I feel like he should be good, and he's not. So, yeah, I think that focus on the splitter is probably really helpful for him. Um, yeah, I think the Giants will be an entertaining team to watch. I'm not super sold on them. I Like you're saying, OBP is going to be a factor taking pitches. You didn't even mention Brandon Belt, too. That's another oh, guy yeah. that's going to – Yeah, Brandon yeah. Belt, he had a huge year last year because the Giants let him, like, take pitches. The old regimen wanted him swinging. But Belt batted 300 for the first season in his career last year. Granted, it was a shorter season, but that's cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think the one thing I'm concerned about is they relied pretty heavily on, I think, Solano last year. And I, I just I, I see a big regression coming. Even when you look at the numbers last year, exit velo was You're hating on my boy. bottom half. Hard hit percentage was in the bottom third. Barrel percentage for Donnie Barrels, he was only in the 21st percentile. So he's in the bottom quarter of the league in terms of finding the barrel. I was like, Yeah, look. so I, I saw you type this stat in. And I, I thought the barrel percentage was really weird. So I was looking at it. If you look at the sweet spot percentage, he was literally the second best in the league behind Freddie Freeman. That's so I, what is the difference between a barrel percentage and a sweet spot percentage? I'm unsure because – I would think the sweet spot percentage is almost smaller than the barrel. <laughs> like, yeah, that is, yeah. that is weird. So that that's a really weird stat because I saw the stat you were looking at that said his barrel percentage is so low. And then you look at sweet spot and he's second in the league. Mm. And you know, the thing with Solano is the exit velo and the hard hit. Like, I'm not worried about that. That's not Solano's game. Mm. Like granted he's shown more power in spring training than he has in his entire career, <laughs> but 
Solano just has a knack for getting on base. Like you watch Donnie Barrels play and you grow respect for his ability just to get on base. Like it's just, he has a skill that is just hard to explain. His batting average on balls hit in play was over 400 last year. Obviously that's like a lot of that's luck. I don't think that's necessarily going to stay, but I, I mean, dude, he batted what last year he batted 326 the year before he batted 330. I honestly don't see a way he's bats anything less than like 295. Yeah. Well, I guess that's one thing. If you look at the exit velocity and hard hit percentage, not being as high, but then expected batting average being high. And there's the obviously the normal batting average being high. It's yeah. well, maybe that guy's not an exit velo guy, but he's just a guy that you can't shift against. Or if you do shift against, he finds a hole, you know? Yeah. He, he just, he, <laughs> he really knows how to use a stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I hope I'm wrong about Solano and like, well, I think he could still be a productive hitter, but I don't think you're going to see another 828 OPS this year from him like last year. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. Uh, he, he just doesn't have the slugging and I, I think that will come down. I, I could see him though, easily being around like the 750, 770 area. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I like, yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't see him being any worse than that. Uh, I don't know. I'm just very excited for Mike Yastrzemski. Also, the guy who has the best chant in all of baseball when Alex Dickerson comes out to play. Dude, sadly, there's no fans, but when there was fans, Dickerson would come up to play and the entire stadium, you just hear chanting, Dick, 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 Dick. Like, it, like how do you beat that? It's how do you beat it? <laughs> there's not going to be fans in San Francisco to start the year? Uh, Actually, I believe there is. I think they got in like a low enough tier. Yeah. So maybe, well, the Giants are starting opening day on the road in Seattle. So we won't hear any opening day dick chants, but maybe later down the line. I mean, you'll still be doing it in your Oh, in yeah, your trust home. me. Yeah. If Dickerson ever has a multi-home run game, you could trust we're starting that podcast. Dick, dick, dick. <laughs> okay, no, anyways, no. <laughs> let's hop on to the next team. We got the Colorado Rockies. What you feeling with the Colorado Rockies? Yeah, I've, I've said this about a few teams already, but it's another team that I like aesthetically. Like, I like their commentary. I love the purple. I love Coors Field. It just looks nice great. Team. I want to go there as ASAP. Um, but yeah, just Aaron, losing Arenado is tough. And like, at least they have Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman, right? But it's like, for now. Yeah, for how long? <laughs> You know, what what I put down for the Rockies is I kind of view them similar to the Indians, except different in the aspect where with Jose Ramirez, I was saying, like, if they start out slow, is he going to get traded? But for the for Trevor's story, it's kind of just a matter of when's he getting traded. Like, it's the last year of his deal. They traded away Nolan Arenado, so it shows there's no, like, clear intention to keep winning. Um, So I think they're letting him walk, and I, I think he's getting traded. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's. I think it'll he's be interesting. Where, uh, I don't know. One thing to keep in mind is the Giants. They have a ton of money to spend. Like every contract's coming off their books next year. Like I think after this year, they're like only have like sixty million like given out, and the Giants aren't afraid to spend. So I would maybe keep my eyes on Trevor Story and the Giants, but there's also Carlos Correa and Corey Seager. And Francisco Lindor. Well, Zahidi's not made a big splash yet, I feel like. He has not. He tried getting Bryce Harper. He went after Bryce Harper hard. Bryce Harper ended up choosing not to come out to San Francisco. 
And I have something I want to talk about the Giants, but it has more to do with the farm system. So maybe I'll save it for after we finish this division. But yeah, it'll be interesting what the Rockies do with Trevor's story. Um, yeah, I remember earlier I was kind of thinking about, well, why isn't why isn't Charlie Blackman on the trade block as well? But I think he's just got he's got too much money to his name. I mean, he's solid, but yeah, I don't think teams want to give pay him that much. So, yeah. and he's kind of a good guy to keep around just because fans know him, and I think during rebuilds that's kind of important. Yeah, just have some of the fans can kind of cling to, like, oh man, remember when we were not horrible? Yeah. Unless you're an Orioles fan, you just can't do that. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, onto the Dodgers and blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're the best team in baseball. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I'm not going to say either. Um, I love Trevor Bauer. Or I used to, at least. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel about the Dodgers? <laughs> so, yeah, we got a question submitted from longtime listener since day one, Adam. Oh, um, he, he was talking about... Um, Shout out day one listener. Yeah, shout out to all the day one listeners out there. Um, Except Adam. If, Hate <laughs> if uh, the Padres have a shot at taking on the uh, Dodgers, and I guess this is kind of spoiling our predictions, but I just think offensively, when you look at every single position, it's either on the Dodgers, you're getting more or like the same from the Padres. Like there's not a single position where I think the Padres are giving you more offensively. Like there's a chance, but there's like, you can't like, I guess maybe shortstop. Well, shortstop but, and third are probably your best arguments. But your best arguments, third, but you, you can't say it for sure. Yeah, like exactly. course Seager, Yeah. And that's why I say argument. Like you can argue Tatis will be better than Seager, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be really close. Yeah. And, and like the overall, same third. Like, overall, like war like Machado is going to have a better war than Turner, but offensively yeah. the output's going to be, and then, you know, similar. Even, yeah. So ends like third base with Justin Turner. Or you just mentioned Machado, like Machado will be war better than Turner, but like yeah. Turner is so valuable to a lineup. Like, yeah. yeah. And it, this seems crazy. Cause, Oh yeah. They're the best team in baseball, especially in the regular season easily. And then, Oh yeah. You add Trevor Bauer, and David Price, who sat out last year. And then, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think about that. And the machines is not going to stop. And I think it'll be interesting to see if Gavin Lux could sort of blossom for them this year. Yeah, they're trash. Okay, on to the standings <laughs> predictions. Uh, in last place, I have the Colorado Rockies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're trading Trevor's story. I'm just, I, I'm not excited about the Rockies. I think they're going to. I think we could lock the Rockies into last place pretty confidently. Actually, it might be close between the fourth place team. Yeah. Oh, one thing really quick that I forgot to mention about the Rockies. Quick fantasy baseball tip, though. Uh, Yeah, Rockies are my last place team, too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) CJ Crone, pick him up if you can. I think he's going to have a sneaky, valuable season in Colorado this year. Ooh. Yeah. I can see that. And fantasy baseball has always been something I've wanted to play, but I get way too into fantasy football. And there's just like this hesitancy about <laughs> fantasy baseball where <laughs> see like football, it's like once a week, baseball's all week. I just, I don't think, Oh, I think it'd be bad for my health. So I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah. I just like the Red Sox too much. And I never want to root against them. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, I love the Raiders in football and I've learned to kind of just separate the two. Yeah, it makes like, sense. 
good players are going to go off regardless if it's your team or not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyways, in third place, I have the San Francisco Giants. It hurts my you, heart to say. Oh, did you mention the Diamondbacks in fourth? Oh, yeah, no. I uh, totally skipped them because they are forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, especially with the Zach, I had them here before the Zach Gallon injury. Not biased at all. Uh, <laughs> but I think the Zach Gallon injury just really submits them there and maybe even puts them in the running for last. I, I just think they're a little better than the Rockies. Well, right now with Trevor Story, I'd probably say they're about equal. But once Trevor Story's gone, I would definitely put them above the Rockies. Yeah, I had the Diamondbacks in third place originally, but then today I just switched it because the Zach Gallon stuff, because I had them like just a game or two ahead of the Giants. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's just overall, I like the sustainability of the town a little bit. Some of the more exciting talent on the Diamondbacks and the Giants because it's a little, I don't know, just younger, more exciting. Um, but yeah, Zach Gallon out, it's tough. But I think they'll, they'll still hopefully pull together a solid year and i wouldn't be surprised if they get to third but with zach it depends on how zach how long zach gallon's out and what mad bum can do yeah man and in third place i have the giants and you mentioned that thing about the diamondbacks being young the giants young players especially the offensive ones they're coming they're coming very soon uh the first of them we saw last year was joey bart he'll probably not be up this year and if he is it'll be late in the year or if Caselli or Posey gets hurt I guess Bart would come in in that situation um but Helia Ramos is the one to keep your eyes on for the Giants that dude oh, yeah. has been absolutely raking this offseason or in spring training uh, I'm excited to see him he's probably the best Giants outfield prospect they've had since a long time so since Joe Panic I'm just kidding oh, he's on outfield <laughs> I know I'm just kidding <laughs> probably since Nate Sheerholtz <laughs> Oh my gosh, you jumped on Nate Sheerholtz. Dude, I'm trying to think who else. Like, there was hype around Steven Duggar, but not like star hype, just being a good defensive outfielder, which he was. He just couldn't hit to save his life. Okay, uh, who do you have in third? That's going to be the best Giants outfielder since Aaron Rowand. <laughs> what about Gorky's Hernandez? Yeah. Man, oh, yeah, but I got, I got the Giants also in third. Um, yeah, because of Zach Gallon. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Giants. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Second place. Yeah, I put the San Diego Padres. I. It, you, it's hard to say a different team's going to finish in first. Yeah, I got the Padres too. Like I said, just offensively better. And then pitching wise, you could definitely argue Padres, but it it's not. It's a, it's a argument could go both ways for sure. Yeah. And that'll wrap up our division talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no need to talk about uh, the other team. Uh, I, I really hope the Padres win this division. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dodgers are first for sure. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. so, so now, hey, oh, go oh, yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna say now onto some listener submitted questions. So we kind of mentioned some of the ones that kind of applied to earlier parts, but let's start off another one from our day one listener. Shout out, Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he was saying. Hey, since... wait, 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 wait. Hey, Adam, I love Joe Panic. <laughs> got to complain about we were talking about Joe Panic too much. I don't see You got to love Joe Panic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he said, also, since all the best pitchers are in the NL, who do you think is the best pitcher 
in the league right now, or who do you think breaks out this year or to get there? Oh man. Best pitcher in the league. Does he mean MLB or NL? What are you going to say? Oh, I don't know. I mean, does that change your answer? Uh, I guess, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that changes my answer. I'm trying to think in the AL who would even kind of compete. Yeah. I was looking at the AL Cy Young, like, um, odds the other day and i was like oh man just like i mean there's obviously still great pictures in the al but it's there's way more like studs studs top of the line in the nl you know you know i almost would have to say this depends on if i'm betting like if i was gonna bet on it or if i wanted to like who i wanted to win like you get um, what I'm saying with that? Yeah. Because like if saying. I'm gonna bet on it, I'm probably gonna bet on Jacob Degrom winning a Cy Young. Yeah, Jacob Degrom for me is the best pitcher in baseball and the National League, and he's just coming out here throwing harder than he's ever have and exactly. ever has before. And I mean, you can't count Trevor Bauer out, Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller, like all those guys. Like, dude, Blake Snell's in the National League now. That's ridiculous. There's just so many talented pitchers in the National League. Yeah. And then you look at the AL, you got what? Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, and Lucas Giolito, and Tyler Glass now. Like, those guys are all good, but, like, especially after the year Garrett Cole had last year, I don't know if I could put any of them ahead of, like, the top five guys in the NL. Yeah, it's tough. And then in terms of, like, a sneaky, someone that might come out of nowhere, I can't think of anyone in the front of my mind in the nl i have to go to al and then to the red sox <laughs> but nick pavetta i'm excited to see him hopefully uh take a big step forward i know the rays were looking to get him because they, they liked some of his tools and just need to put some stuff together and then the red sox got him and yeah I'm, ho- I'm, I'm hopeful for him what about you yeah i mean in terms of talking for hopeful i'm really hopeful for logan webb on the giants of course this is my team so like it's i'm a little more focused uh, Logan Webb's been, he's been young. He's really young. He pitched some last year, pitched some the year before too, has never really found himself, but he, I think could be a product of the J- Giants latest movement towards throw your best pitch a lot. And Logan Webb's best pitch is a changeup. And actually the Giants new backup catcher, Kurt Caselli compared his changeup to Luis Castillo's and said, it's just as good, if not better. That's wow. pretty high praise to say, especially because Luis Castillo has a nasty changeup. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited to see what Logan Webb can do this year. Hope, I mean, I'm not super, like I'm not saying he's going to be under a four ERA or even push for a Cy Young, none of that, but uh, I'm excited for him. And just since Adam asked the question, I'll shout out his guy, Pablo Lopez. He's a big Pablo Lopez fan and he's just really excited for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, This next one comes in from the Instagram. Got contacted on Instagram by Miguel. And all he says is arriba los Yankees. Um, what what you feeling about the Yankees? Um, you know, normally I say any type of uh, interaction, reaching out on <laughs> social media, we appreciate. We appreciate all types of support. Um, I don't appreciate this. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate the Yankees shout out. I like the no, Yankees. Yeah. yeah um, Just don't you know, shout I, out the Dodgers. I won't appreciate. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the the Yankees similar they're gonna be like you know barcelona they got to the champions league where they wanted to go but then they just got out a little early you know and i think i think that's the same thing that's gonna happen with the yankees this year okay okay that if you be... can't if you can't tell Miguel is a barcelona fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah just the subtle shots you love to see it 
Yeah. Um, but, and this last question we have uh, comes in from Hunter, another day one. What up, baby? <laughs> um, he says, hey guys, longtime fan of the pod, even back in the Orioles are doo-doo era. <laughs> Gotta love the doo-doo points. Way back. Yeah, that was, that was fun way back in the day. With your interests in many other sports, some not even in the U.S., if MLB were to expand into other cities, what would be your first choice? Dude, to me personally, I feel like the first thing that jumps out is like the Montreal Expos. Like, dude, that logo in Jersey was so clean. What about you? Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Um, for selfish reasons, I would love like Salinas. <laughs> Just not being able to, not having to drive a couple hours for a game would be dude, Imagine incredible. living close to a baseball park. That's insane. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Um, I think Portland's another fun one too. Another one I could see happening is Vegas. I mean, they've been, they brought in a football team, a hockey team, a women's basketball team. They're looking for those sports teams. So I could see that happening. Yeah. And they got a lot. I think they got a pretty solid, just like uh, youth base, like not youth, but yeah. just younger baseball you know, community out there. And yeah, they have the infrastructure to like the hotels and stuff to hold all the people. So they, they could do it. So I don't know if any MLB team is going to move anytime soon. Likely not. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't think they're expanding anytime soon either. Yeah. I remember when the Rays were like, maybe we'll just play half the season in Tampa and then half the season in, <laughs> in uh, um, Montreal. Rays. Yeah. That's weird. Old Rays. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah. I do want to mention something about the giants. I saved it for now, but in the MLB pipeline released their, uh, minor league system rankings and the giants rank number 11 which is pretty impressive because they've only been in a rebuild for like two three years now but the very important part is they also put out a position player like ranking and the giants were the second best minor league system for position players does that surprise you hearing that yeah i mean i don't know a lot about the giants minor league i know helio ramos and like joey bart and that's it yeah, so Marco Luciano is a 19-year-old shortstop. Oh, I've heard that name. And they think by this time next year, if he has a good minor league year this year, he could be the number one prospect in baseball. He's an absolute stud. Uh, they're not sure if he projects long-term as a shortstop. They think he might, because he's already like 6'2", and he's only 19. So they think he might end up keep growing and end up at third base, kind of bulk up. But I'm really excited for him. They have a couple other first-round picks who've been playing really well. And like you mentioned, Hilliot Ramos, he's the one I'm most excited for. It just my main point of all this is that the Giants, I feel like, rebuilt in such a good fashion because they've maintained being competitive while completely redoing their minor league system and revamping the team. So yeah, yeah. that's that's definitely something to be excited about on the horizon for the Giants fans. And then a competitive, not yeah, like you're not feeling hundred percent confident about a playoff spot, but you're feeling like they'll be a fun team to watch you night know, in and they, night out. Last year was the expanded playoffs. They literally got robbed from it because there was a horrible call in the last game of the year to make them lose. And they ended up missing the playoff by a half a game because of it. So that was rough to see as a Giants fan last year. Granted the playoffs are smaller this year. I'm not entirely saying they're making the playoffs, but they're going to be fun to watch every night. And that's all I could ask for. Yeah. You win, you win some, you lose some, um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, next time we talk, we will have actual regular Ooh. season baseball to talk about. That is why I'm excited. I'm excited. 
Count down the days. What? When is it? Is it Monday, Tuesday? April first. I think April first. It's, it's uh it's Thursday. I'm way Thursday. off. Thursday. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I am excited though. I oh yeah. Love myself some opening day baseball. Who do the Red Sox play to start the year? The Orioles. The Doodoo oh, Poopoos. The Doodoo Poopoos. <laughs> <laughs> so that should be, uh, dude. I'm just telling you right now. They lose. I'm coming on this episode next week and I'm going to be flaming the Red Sox if they lose. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little nervous um, <laughs> as Eduardo Rodriguez was looking great in spring and then he kind of threw and then some people are saying it kind of looked like he had some dead arm and then he's got pulled from opening day start. Um, oh, man. That so, is yeah. not what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, good news for the Giants. Kevin Gosman was named our opening day starter and he's looking great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, I mean, they do have some other, like, maybe it gives Tanner Houck a, sh- a shot to start the okay. year, who was great at the, for the last two or three starts last year. I must say, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Tanner Houck, he is a prospect for them. He came up through two or three games last year and was, was okay. absolutely great. He's had some arm slot issues in the past and then in spring a little bit this year, but yeah, we'll see what he could do this year. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited for this year. We're getting into the baseball season. I hope you guys are pumped. And on opening day next Thursday, if you guys have any takeaways or anything you want us to talk about that happened, make sure you hit us up on our Twitter or Instagram at nonstopbbpod so we can include what you guys thought of opening day. Yeah. Yeah, that's just follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and then interact with us and like you heard today, you'll get shout out on the podcast and, and then it's just a, just a fun old time. And we'll be on Apple podcast soon. I promise it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. You might, you might be listening to this on Apple podcasts. Maybe, maybe I, I, it's not out yet, but it's on Spotify. Shout out to those of you listening on Spotify. Shout out to all of y'all. <laughs> and I think that's going to wrap it up for episode number two of the nonstop baseball podcast. How are it's you feeling? Cool. I'm feeling good. I'm excited to keep it going. I'm excited to follow a season with a podcast. Now it's going to be a different dynamic. I'm super pumped. You know, let's go. I've been so appreciative of the interaction and the feedback so far, and I'm excited to just keep it growing. Yeah, man. We love all you day ones. And this is something we've been talking about doing for like a long time. And I'm glad we just are finally just doing it. Yeah, me too, man. Always, always love talking to you, especially about baseball. Okay, see you guys next week. Later. Goodbye.